Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I produce a lot of teaching called ministry advice. Ministry advice is specifically speaking to the people who serve God and pastor and leaders and assistant pastor, and people who are in the ministry. And sometimes, definitely, members can listen as well because there's so many things that I cannot talk in the regular sermon. It's a little bit more deeper and more sensitive to just put in the regular sermon on Sunday. So I produce a lot of teaching like this, and this time the Holy Spirit told me to talk about a subject that will help a lot of believers. The title of this ministry advice called "How to Respond to So-Called Prophetic Words." How to respond. To so-called prophetic words, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we can learn from your Scripture, Lord. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We want to learn to hear. We want to follow the Bible, Father. We don't want to have our own idea. We don't want to have demonic teaching in the church. We want only the teaching from the Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Many of you already know that I grew up in Thailand, and I came from Buddhist background. I got saved when I was in the medical school, and I kind of know the background of Thai people very well who don't know God. And one of the things about people like me, or many people came from the same background, not only Thai, many Asian people. Came from the background of seeking, we call fortune telling. I remember when I was young, I went to the booth and asked people to give me what happened to me in the future, who I'm gonna ma- marry to, how my wife gonna look like, all these things. Oh, I gonna get successful in this job or not? So people try to look for the answer for the future. We call fortune telling. Not only that. Not only Asian men like me, but many Christians around the world are not diligent. They are basically lazy. Instead of seeking God themselves, instead of trying to uh, find the answer from themselves in the Bible, study the Bible, listen to God, they want to find a very easy, quick, shortcut answer for their life. So what happened? They run after a person called prophet, a prophetic ministry. Tell me what I'm gonna do. Tell me what happened in the future. So that is the basic thing that happened around the world. Let me read some scripture. What I'm gonna say today? I'm not against prophetic gifting. I have some prophetic giftings too. I'm not against the word prophet. The prophetic gifting. Every believer can have, every believer, you all can have, but God can give to you or not. It's up to Him. But the word prophets is different. The word prophet is in the fivefold ministry. 
The fivefold ministry are the leaders who train God's people for the work of service. This fivefold ministry is number one, apostle; number two, prophet; number three, evangelist; number four, pastors; and number five, teachers. Therefore, prophets are in the level of leadership in the church. Prophetic ministry any member can have. Is it clear? Okay. Now let me go through scripture. To explain to you how we should respond to people who come to say, "Thus say the Lord, God speak to me to tell you something." We need to be careful because there is the Holy Spirit that we serve and we follow, but there are also demonic spirit that come as a fortune telling spirit. We have to be very careful because in the world there is darkness and light. And if we are not careful, we can be listening to the darkness. There are three kinds of spirit on the, this earth: human spirit, demonic spirit, and the Holy Spirit. Who we gonna listen to? How we can differentiate between all the three? We have to be careful. Romans chapter eight verse fourteen say, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God." Verses 15 to 16 say, "For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cried out, 'Abba, Father.' The Spirit Himself, which means the Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God." My brother and sister, the Bible say clearly that on the daily life, we are led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside us, and He leads us by the witnessing in our spirit. Here, I know from being a new believer, I have been led by the Spirit every year. God told me what to do, where to go, what church I should join in. I have been led by the Spirit of God all this year, and that is the foundation. That is the basic thing. Every believer in the church must be trained in the Word. And must be trained to be led by the Spirit of God. You must be led by the Spirit of God. You need to know the Holy Spirit. You need to walk with the Holy Spirit, and you need to learn how to listen to the voice of the Spirit inside your spirit. Here, that is the basic. That is the foundation. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I may give my suggestion. I may think I hear the prophetic word for you. But basically, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit yourself. Amen. Now let's look at the scripture here, because the Holy Spirit is the main person who's going to lead you. And what does it mean, prophetic words? Okay, you need to understand there are two dispensation here: the dispensation of the Old Testament, and today we are in the. Church New Testament dispensation. In the Old Testament time, the Holy Spirit was on only a few people. The believers in the Old Testament did not have the Holy Spirit in them, but the Holy Spirit was on only the king, the priest, the prophet, and certain people special, anointed to do the work. Like when Moses was building the tabernacle, certain craftsmen. Had the Holy Spirit on them to build the tabernacle, but not every believer has the Holy Spirit or has the anointing on their life. 
So in the Old Testament, when the king or the priest wanted to hear what heaven want to say, they would go directly to the prophet in that generation until Jesus come here to hear what God wanted to speak to them. That is the Old Testament. But now we are in the different generation. We are in the New Testament church, and in the New Testament church. Everyone can hear the voice of God. The Bible says in John chapter 10, He is the shepherd, and the sheep can hear His voice. We don't need to run to a prophet anymore. We don't need to go after a prophet anymore. You can be led by the Holy Spirit 24/7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time. God can tell you what to do, all the time. Amen. So you all are led by the Spirit. Now, but God still have prophet in the church, to who can hear the voice of God in the deeper level, and can train you to hear the voice of God. The job of the prophet today is not a fortune telling. It's not a person who come and say, "Okay, I'm going to tell you who you marry to," or "I'm going to tell you which house you're going to buy." That is not the right way, because The prophet will train you to love Jesus and to build the church, not get involved with your personal life. You have to be careful. It's to train you to understand the word, train you how to know the Holy Spirit, how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the job of the prophet today, not the Old Testament prophet. You need to understand that. What does it mean? Prophetic gift. Prophetic gift can be used in a different way. What does it mean? Prophetic. Let me clarify about this word first. The word prophetic means you hear from God. God speak to you, and God want to use your mouth to speak. God want to use your mouth to speak out, and that prophetic can be exercised in a different way. For example, many times, like today, actually, I just have only the scripture. I don't have any writing in my paper at all. Just scripture, so I am speaking prophetically. God, Holy Spirit, speaking to me and flow out of my mouth. Prophetic teaching. It means that God is speaking through me, prophetically. Prophetic word can be for encouragement. I remember many times when Pastor Da give counseling to people or even speak to me. In fact, happened in Switzerland. Prophetic word come from Pasada for encouragement. I have three sermon on my stand, and I could not come to the conclusion what I can preach that day on Sunday in Switzerland. I walk to Pasada and say, "I'm praying what I can preach." There are three messages here. Suddenly, God spoke to Pasada prophetically, preach this lesson, and she didn't even know that I prepared that lesson. I did not tell her what lesson I have on the pulpit. She spoke one of the lesson that I have, and it confirmed right away. Boom! I need to preach that one. Oh, I tell you, the whole church was blessed. It really resolved the problem in that church that day because it's a prophetic word that the Holy Spirit spoke to her, used her mouth to speak the word of direction to me that day. So it can be like that: very simple, one sentence, and resolve the problem. Okay, and it can be also 
in teaching, preaching, or can be to the microphone on Sunday and speak to the whole church prophetically. Can be personal, can be some kind of word of encouragement, or can be at the level of the whole community speaking prophetically from the microphone in the church meeting on Sunday or special like camp like this. I want to read some scripture here for you to understand. I know that this teaching is a little bit too deep for some people, but I need to record it. First Corinthians twelve three to eleven. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is the Lord except by the Holy Spirit. We're talking about God speak and say it out, prophetic. There are diversities of gift. But the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another one, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the work, king of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirit. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Let me make a conclusion. Simple. What the Bible say here? Number one. If the prophetic word come from God, not from demon, not from human being, that prophetic word must exalt Jesus. It's all listen carefully. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about expanding the kingdom of Jesus and exalting Jesus. Any prophetic word that come to exalt themselves, the person who speak, or judging people, condemning people, making people feel bad in the church, is not from God. Only. Encouraging word and only exalting Jesus Christ will lead people to Christ, not lead people to something else. So you can tell that prophetic word from demon or from man. Sometimes man doesn't eat good food last night and have uh, some kind of lack of sleep and come up morning and have their own idea come up. You have to be careful, okay? Not every prophetic word come from God. Number one, have to be pointing to Jesus only. Anyone walk to me. And tell me what to do that is not about Jesus. I'm not going to listen. Period. Because the Holy Spirit only exalts Jesus Christ. Okay. Number two, you need to understand that when it's from God, it will profit everybody. It will not bring profit to Himself. It's all about the body of Christ. If I come to one of you and say, you know, I have a prophetic word for you. If you give me one hundred thousand dollars. You're going to be blessed. That's what God told me. That is not the prophetic word from God. Because who get the benefit? Me. You give me one hundred thousand dollars, and you're going to be blessed. That is not from God. The prophet has to go to the whole body of Christ and to the whole church. Amen. Okay. Now let's look at First Corinthians thirteen one to two. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not love. I have become sounding brass or a clanking cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge, 
and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. My dear brother, sister, prophetic gift or any gift in this world must be exercised in love. If the prophetic word destroys somebody's life, make somebody lose reputation, condemn people in the public, making people feel bad, making people lose reputation, break up the church. I just got this in Thailand, actually. It's just happened lately. One young man, 19 years old, suddenly hit his own pastor. And he gave the prophetic word in the church. He sent light and Facebook out to everybody in the church. You have to leave that church right away because if you don't leave, God going to send judgment and all of you are going to be in trouble. When I heard that, I say, this is not from heaven. This is from hell. Prophetic word will not destroy the church. God loved the church. He died for the church. You will not give prophetic word to make your pastor look bad. You condemn your pastor in front of the public. You encourage people. You build the church. Even not your church, you still build that church. You're not attacking any church. Amen? The spirit that prophesies must be in love. Build people up. Love does no harm to people. Love forgive. Love want to see people get blessed, not to destroy them. So you have to be careful. Don't let the devil use you to so-called prophetic word and don't listen to that kind of prophecy, okay? You have to be careful. Let me read one more. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 to 5. Pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. You may prophesy, it means you can listen to the Holy Spirit and you can give word to encourage people, to help people to grow up. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. But no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mystery. But he who prophesies speaks, listen carefully, edification, everyone say edification. And exhortation, everyone say exhortation. And comfort to men. Today, in this dispensation, prophetic word will do three things. If the prophetic words do not support these three things, they are not prophetic from God. Number one, edification. The prophetic word edified people and edified the body of Christ. Edify means build up. Two, exhortation. Make people move on to love God, to serve God, to come back to God. Three, comfort. Sometimes people are discouraged. And with the word of comfort, actually it happened to me one time. I was walking in the hospital. I was so discouraged. When I first started the church, I got so much attack from the enemy. Right and left, right and left to quit. This is like 20-something years ago. The devil really wanted to stop me. And I walked in the hospital floor at Harborview Hospital as a resident. One nurse, now she is our member, faithful member, and her name is Mary Jo. She met me, and she looked at me. At that time, she was not my member yet. She was just a nurse on the floor. She looked at me, and she she's looked at me. I looked very sad. And she spoke only one sentence to me prophetically. I don't remember what she said, 
But only one sentence, I perked up and rise up to fight again. And later on, she came to the church, and she never left since then. She's still the member of the church and uh, one of the elders in the church. Brother and sister, only edification, only comfort and exhortation. Any prophetic word that come and blame you, expose your weakness. For example, if somebody come to the microphone and say, that man commit adultery, he need to repent. That is not prophetic word. There is no condemnation on the microphone. Period. If you want to correct somebody, you correct him or her direct personally, not on the stage. That is not from God. That might be from demon even. You know? And sometimes you can hear prophetic word, but it doesn't mean you have to say it out. Sometimes God asks you to shut your mouth and just know it. I remember one time I was on the plane to Thailand to the pastoral meeting, and God gave me prophetic. He said exactly. This man in the church gonna marry this woman, even though that woman already have another boyfriend. And God say they're gonna break up, and she gonna turn around and marry this man. I don't want to mention the name now. I tell I tell Pastor Da later on. I know right away in my spirit that shut your mouth and don't say anything. You are not gonna practice for June Teller. You're not going to tell people what to do in their life. They have to make their own choice. But you know ahead of time, one year later, that couple got married. And I know and have confirmation in my heart that is from God. That wedding is, was from God because God spoke to me prophetically. So not every prophetic word you need to speak. Sometimes you have to shut your mouth and just wait and see. Amen? Okay. First Corinthians chapter 14. Continue to read verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies. Everyone say, builds up the church. The real prophetic word from God must be about the kingdom. The reason I have to say this, because I tell you the truth, because there are false prophecies that destroy so many people's life. I heard that one couple, this happened both in Thailand and in America, and happened to two couples, one in Thailand and one in America. Somebody claimed to be a prophet, come to the couple and say, hey, you need to sell your business. You need to move south, and you're going to be a preacher down there. And that couple sold the business. Those two couples happened the same thing, in Thailand and in America. Sold the business, quit the job, moved to the south of the country, Nothing happened. No church. No one listened to them. They don't even have to give a pastor and preacher. But they'll follow the word of prophecy of a man. They both divorced. They both lost their job. And they become poor. Might be on the street by now. You see, you have to be careful. I remember one time, I going to walk into the restroom of my church. This is like 15 years ago. A woman claimed to be a prophet in the church. She left already. I told her to leave the church because she is not a prophet. She came to me. I'm a prophet. I'm going to tell you right now, you have to quit your practice and sell everything and move to Japan. I look at her. Japan needs you. I look at her and say, I, I didn't argue with her. I say, if that is the case, God needs to tell me. In other words, listen carefully. Any prophetic word that tells you what to do, 
the, about the future, anything you put on the shelf, don't follow. If it's really from God, it's gonna happen. You don't need to push it. You don't need to follow any prophetic word. You just put on the shelf and wait on God. And God needs to confirm. That's why you need to be led by the Spirit. You must do your homework. Get into the Word. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't follow any word from anybody's mouth, even Pastor Lao. If I tell you to do something, I mean, talking about your personal life, marry that person, sell this business, go there, here, there, buy the house. Don't listen to me. Okay, I can be wrong because I am a human being. You need to listen to God. Amen. Who speak in tongue edified himself, but he who prophesies edified the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more than that, you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. It's about edification. Build up the church. Make the church grow. People grow up more. People love God more. People become more like Jesus. The word of prophecy must always build people up. Build the church up. Not condemning the church, attacking the church, cursing the church. That is from hell. Okay? 1 Corinthians 14, 12 to 13. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church. Again, everyone say edification. edification. That you seek to excel. Everything you do, brother and sister, let me, let, let me really encourage you. Make a choice to edify any church. You are not going to be involved in destroying any church in this generation. Whether through email, through gossiping, through comments, through line, Facebook, you should not touch any church. Whether the pastor is perfect or not, whether the pastor makes any mistake, it's not your business to destroy the church. You are not the judge. You only edify. Amen? You remember when Paul tried to destroy the church, what Jesus said to him? You are touching me. You kick the goat. You, you, you are touching me. Anyone who touched the church of Jesus, touch Jesus himself. You have to be careful. I don't want to get involved with any gossiping, anything that destroys any church, any Baptist church, Lutheran church, Methodist church, any church. I love all of them. They're all God's people. We need to love them. We are not here to be a judge, to judge anybody. We are here to build up, to love people. Amen? Therefore, let him who speak in a tongue pray that he may, may interpret. I'm not going to go into speaking in tongue today. Verse 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together? Now, that the context of 1 Corinthians 14 is a context of church meeting, public meeting. Church meeting is public because non-believers sit there. People who are new believers sit there. This is not a leadership meeting. It's a public meeting. Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. 
So anything that is do, being done without edification is not from God. I teach all of this. I'm gonna come to one point here soon. Okay, let two or three prophets speak in the church. We don't let five, ten people speak on one Sunday. One or two, three max, so that we can do something else. Otherwise, we keep speaking, keep prophesying, and no teaching, no nothing else. Let the others judge. Okay, this is important. You may come to me and say, "Thus say the Lord, pass aloud. God loved you so much, and God is using you." That kind of thing, very simple, <laughs> very biblical, because God loved me anyway. <laughs> you don't need to confirm with me. I know God loved me. I know God is using me. That kind of thing. You can speak to me personally from God. I don't mind. But if you come to me, thus say the Lord, Pastor Lau, you have to divorce Pastor Da. She is not for you. That kind of thing, you have to judge. You judge by what it say. Is biblical or not? You judge by your own the witness of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You judge by the character of the word. Is it following God's character? God's character is forgiveness, love, unity, peace, joy, long suffering. It has to go along with Christ's character or the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, that kind of prophecy that people come to tell you you should marry that woman, that kind of prophecy must be judged by the elders of the church. Don't entertain any personal prophecy in the parking lot, on the telephone. If somebody call you and say, "Last night I have a dream about you," the dream said that you have to move to Germany. Sell everything right now. That one, I would tell that person. Let's come to my pastor and elder and let them judge what you say, because if it's from God, everybody have to hear the voice of God the same way that you should go to Germany. But if not everybody say hear the same thing, you have to put that on the shelf. You have to be careful, and even yourself need to listen to God. Amen. Is it clear? You need to judge. The word of prophecy. Don't believe in everything people say, okay? But if anything is revealed to another who sit by, let the first keep silent. In other words, one person prophesies one time, not ten people speak at the same time in the church. And also, for you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophet. What does it mean here? It means like this: If I'm standing up here, the spirit of God is on me. I'm the leader of the meeting. I am talking right now. You should not stand up and say, "Pastor, shut your mouth right now." I have the word of prophecy. That is not subject to the spirit. You need to learn how to submit. To be in order. If he's still singing, don't shut the microphone off and say, "I have a word of prophecy." Right now, you have to listen to my prophecy. Everything has to be done in order and subject to the leadership of that room or that meeting. 
you need to learn to submit to the leader. And even somebody come to the microphone and want to say something, and I'm a pastor and I'm holding the stage right now. If the Holy Spirit told me don't let him speak, I would say I'm sorry. Go back to the seat. He has to go back because otherwise, some goofy people can walk in. Some satanist people walk in and grab the microphone and say something. It's gonna destroy the church. So we don't allow this thing happen without order. You have to subject to the leadership in that meeting. Amen. So the Bible say. In 1 Corinthians 14:39 to 40, therefore, brethren, decide earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. So everyone should learn how to listen to God and speak the word of prophecy. But let all things be done decently and in order. You need to wait for the right timing. You cannot say, you know, I have a word of prophecy right now. Why the preacher still preaching? No, no, you have to stop right now, preacher. I cannot prophesy. No, 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 no. In order, there's a time to worship. There's a time to lay hand. There's a time to prophesy. There's a time to preach. There's a time to heal the sick. Everything has to be done in order, so that God will get the glory. Second Corinthians eleven thirteen to fifteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers. Transforming themselves into apostles of Christ, and no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if these ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The apostle Paul warned the end time church: there are real one, real apostle, real prophet. Real evangelists, real pastors and teachers, but there are also false prophets, false apostles. You have to be careful who you follow. All these things that I'm talking about prophecy, because there are also false prophecy. We are in the spiritual warfare. The devil is working overtime to destroy people, and destroy the church. As the shepherd of the flock, I have the job to educate you. To protect you from being destroyed by the enemy, you need to discern. You need to know this prophecy is from God or not. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, whether this is from God or from the devil. And you don't trust anybody who come with the title, "I am apostle," "I am prophet." I just came back from Thailand. A group of people from east side of Thailand. Came to us and cry. It's so sad. They came to us. I'm not their pastor. They just came to the meeting, and when I listened to their concern, I was thinking about this scripture: false apostle. What happened? They connect to a group of ministry, and this leader keep calling the lady in that group. I need two hundred thousand baht. Why money to me? I need hundred thousand baht. Eventually. They all use the money, local money, to buy the land to build a church in east side of Thailand. Right after they bought the bought the land and built the building, this man, the head, called himself apostle, came and said, "You need to put the name of my daughter in that land too, to be legal." Okay, this chief 
know nothing. They are sheep. They don't know that they are being cheated. So after they put the name in that land, the daughter of the so-called apostle, right away they sent in ten people into the church and start to take over the church and say, "Now we're going to take this land." It's so sad. That is not true, apostle. The apostle will not go anywhere to get money from people, to cheat people. False apostle, false prophet are in the world right now. You have to discern who you are following. Mark chapter thirteen, five to six, and Jesus answering them began to say, "Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name." Oh, these people are very smart. They come in the name of Jesus. Saying, "I am He," and will deceive many. Last one, First John chapter four, verse one. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Hmm. Is it from me or from the Word? Do we believe everyone who say that I prophesied? No. Please listen to the Holy Spirit yourself. By spirit, you must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets, not just one, many false prophets in the world. I hope this sharing gonna save your headache, save your money, your marriage. You need to listen to this one. In conclusion. Can we all prophesy? Yes, we should listen to God, be used by God to be His mouthpiece to encourage, to exhort, to comfort people. Can God tell you the secret of somebody's life? Yes, but should you use that to condemn people and make people look bad? No, everything should be done in love. Three, if you're going to prophesy something that's serious. You need to be tested and judged in front of the eldership. Don't do it privately at home. No prophecy privately if it's serious issue, such as who you're going to marry, what church you're going to go. Four. Any time somebody come to me and tell you, "Thus say the Lord for your own future," making big decision for your life, you must put that on the shelf and listen to God yourself. Amen. Five, you must judge every prophecy. You will not live by words of prophecy. You live by the Spirit who is on the inside of you. I'm the type of the pastor who like to train the members that I take care of to be led by the Spirit. I don't like manipulation because manipulation is a witchcraft. If I try to manipulate you to do something, try to force you to do something, I invite the spirit of witchcraft to come into the church, and the church is going to be in trouble. I don't manipulate anybody. I let the Holy Spirit lead you where you want to go, what church you want to go, what care group you want to go. And you can ask me for my advice or my opinion, but I'm not going to manipulate you because that is the spirit of witchcraft. Amen. Amen. I hope this teaching helped. You in the long run, Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for showing us from the Scripture how we can handle words, so-called words of prophecy, uh, words from the prophet, Father. 
O oh Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is with us 24/7, and we can be led by the Spirit all the time. We can hear your voice in our spirit, Lord. We thank you, Father. We are not looking for fortune teller. We are not looking for signs and wonders, something like that, Lord. We are walking with you by faith, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh,